Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Warshall Brother George Mudger. And Warshall Brother Ken. No Joe. Joe's running late. Not yet. No. He's being lazy. He will be here. He'll be here eventually. He's Mr. Beer Guy, so he'll be asking all the questions. But with us tonight, we have Tammy Ron from the Stubborn German Brewery. And uh, the last time we talked to Brian, what was his last name? It was a German. Washhausen. 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 Yeah. yeah. You, you, he made you repronounce it like he three did, or like, four times. Like four you should, times. You'd think he would remember it. I'm terrible with last names, Tammy. So, uh, or even names or names words in general. general. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a jarhead. So, um, but uh, we talked about the Mason end of what had uh, occurred between um, the Masonic Lodge and uh, your 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 company, which is a Stubborn German Brewery. And uh, it was a, quite a, a heartfelt story. We actually got it from uh, our brother, who is a Discord guy and a longtime listener of our podcast. Uh, Rob Fowler had found it, and he nope. said, hey, you guys might want to reach out to this. And he's from Missouri as well. Nice. Um, so uh, it, it was it was quite a story, and it, it for us, you know, it, we as Masons picked up on this because it just goes to show our good-hearted nature as Freemasons and what we really stand for. But uh, yeah, we can put ourselves in those shoes and see ourselves doing we can something very similar. So right. except if it was a messenger-run business, then we would. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to hear from your end. Uh, you know, what was what was going on? What was transpiring that that caused this to happen, or you didn't know it was going to happen? happen or how did it all work out yeah so obviously um in illinois we were shut down for indoor or we are a brewery so we make our own beer mm. uh, and unfortunately in the middle of may we were shut down um for indoor service and um all we could do was to go sales so we kind of had to shift our business model and um you know, sales are definitely not what they were supposed to be if we were, you know, open as regular. So this COVID-19 really affected our business. And, um, you know, in the back of my mind and on all these Facebook groups, everyone is asking their landlord for rent forgiveness or, oh, can I delay my rent payment? And I spoke with my husband and I was like, do you think we should ask the Masons if we can delay our rent payment or something? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it and we're like, no, we signed a lease. Like, we owe them money. Like, we're going to pay them the money that we owe them. Right. And then, um, so we just kept paying them our rent, and then they called us out of the blue and said, can you meet us at the lodge? We would like to give you a rent check back. And we're like, oh, wow. oh my gosh, that is wow. so nice. Um, and so when we met with them, they actually gave us two months of rent back, which was amazing. 
Wow. Um, yeah, and then like uh, probably I guess two months later, they contacted us again and ended up giving us a whole nother month of rent check back. So they total in total gave us three months worth of rent back, which is a huge because that's a really big amount to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was completely unexpected, and it's just very generous of them. That's nice. that's awesome. That is, that is a great story because I love hearing about Masonic lodges who are you know who are fiscally or financially available you know even if they're not to just go out and do things like this mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do it's the right thing to do absolutely we're all in this together yes for good or for ill uh tammy did you did you guys distribute um your product prior to COVID 19 i'm sorry i think my audio was cutting out oh i was oh, just okay. asking if you guys were um distributing your product prior to the pandemic so we actually did not really distribute our beer um so we do can our beer a little bit um so but with the pandemic our canned beer sales have definitely increased and have really helped us get through this time okay cool so you guys are selling right out of the uh right out of the brewery i think i'm gonna have to move inside i'm sorry uh that's all right do your thing do your thing that'll be better oh go ahead Hold on, just a minute. No worries. All right, can you guys be quiet while we do this? I take it you have children. Yes, I am. So do we. Tonight I'm momming, so that's fun. So So I have to ask you as a mom. Is it me, or is it every time that you know, me, you as a parent, me as a parent, even Ken, when you get on the phone, that's when the children are the loudest, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm going to do this thing, hours. so please keep it down, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when I'm on a conference call or something, oh, yeah. I'm working from home now, and I'm like, guys, I just got to get on a call for like five minutes with my employees. Can you just be quiet? For oh, like, yeah. And they're quiet. Yeah. Like they were playing video games yep. before that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they decide they're, to have a dance party. And I'm literally like, in the corner of oh, that are beating the shit out of one yeah, another, which happens, happens more more often than not. They're yep. beating each other yeah. up or but uh, or they want something at that point. But Yeah, uh, they need a snack. But uh, anyway, um, so you guys now distribute beer. Um, do you do it to... Um, do, do you have like uh like local liquor stores that have picked up beer? Like um, we got one here in Connecticut that's that gotten pretty big. It's called Two Roads, and it's literally all over the state. Like every liquor store carries it. Um, is that oh, cool. is that something we, you guys have? Yeah, so we are definitely not that big. We are tiny. Um, so when I say we distribute or we. We distribute our beer a little, so we have like a few accounts, like about 12 accounts that we distribute our beer to, um, but it's all like on-premise accounts, so it would be like a bar um, right, right. that would serve our beer across there. So we sell our beer to them, and then they sell it across their bar. We're not in like any grocery stores or anything, or liquor stores or anything like that. So we're a very tiny operation, mom and pop. I'm the mom. That's awesome. And those bars are getting hit too, unfortunately. So uh, I'm sure they're not placing uh, new orders or anything like that while they're shut down. Hopefully yeah. some of them have started right. opening yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, like, uh, the the mom-and-pop places have better beer than some of your big beer. Oh, yeah, small batch for sure. Small yeah. batch. That's the way to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I have to ask this, and again, Joe's going to be our beer guy. He goes to, he's Mr. Yeah. Goes to every brewery. or beer too, man. I know, but he's Mr. IPA. He's Mr. And he'll be up here in a little bit. But I'm just I have so to- excited that we get to talk about beer, and it's not yes. us going off the rails, but we're on topic. Right, this is great. Right. Like, I'm so stoked about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask now. All right, so Brian obviously has to be... He has to be the Mason. He has to be the quintessential Mason. You know, yes, we attend Lodge, and yes, we're all well-behaved. Proper, you know. with the public-facing. But honestly, I have to ask, how many Masons have you carried out of that building? <laughs> <laughs> None. They're all very well-behaved. None. They are very... They're very well behaved. Good answer. That is a great answer. Thank yeah. you. I was hoping that's the answer she gave, but I would have enjoyed the other if. Uh, <laughs> can't be people. Uh, we got Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's place, which is down below us, and it's a restaurant bar. And uh, same thing here. Okay. In same thing here in Connecticut. We're pretty much shut down. We're um, under what is it, fifty yeah, percent? Unless you're a restaurant. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But we're 50% capacity, so we really can't go downstairs. And even our, our lodges, we're, we're shut down for the most part. Uh, actually, yeah. I, I have to give uh, credit to our master because we he just uh, signed all the paperwork with the state or the Grand Lodge to reopen us. So yeah. we will be meeting in person shortly. No small feat there either. There's a lot of uh, legal yeah. and mm-hmm. you know bureaucratic uh, hoops that you have to jump through in order to reopen as a Masonic Lodge in this state, and there's a, there's a lot that just decided, oh, we're just going to wait until September or until 2021 or something like that. So, right. yeah, seriously, kudos to Worshipful Brother Perry on that one. Right, not easy. Not me. I would just hold meetings and go. Yeah. Who is it? Skype only. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> but uh, the Masons, uh, they frequently go down there. I assume right after their meetings and everything, they go down there. They hang out. And uh, so, <clears throat> what kind of beers do you actually have? Is it uh, like blondes? Is it IPAs? What what is it, like your specialty? Yeah. So our name is Stubborn German Brewing Company. So our town in Waterloo, Illinois, has a huge German heritage behind it, mm-hmm. um, and. So we wanted to create a brewery that kind of focuses on that and encompasses that. So we uh, mainly focus on having German beers. So we have Kolsch, we have Alt Beer, we have um, Oktoberfest. Um, we do have some American style beers like IPAs and things like that. Um, and Chris, my husband, is really good at those as well. But he like nails the German styles of beer. Like if you are near St. Louis and you want some German beer, like you should definitely come and check us out. Um, so we have Pilsners on tap. He always uses authentic ingredients, so he figures out which you know which town the beer. Um, is from over in Germany, and then he gets ingredients from over there and gets them shipped to him. So he, I would say, German beers are definitely our specialty. So you don't, you guys, you guys go all out. Man. You you go all out. Oh, getting some feedback, but uh, you got you guys go all out. Uh, you go right to Germany and get your ingredients. Then it's not like well, uh, we get them shipped to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it's like, and again, that, that's awesome because, I mean, how many products do you see to say, made in the USA, but eh, the yeah, parts come no. from China. Do you guys, <laughs> yeah. um, I, w- I would imagine there's probably a lot of celebration of German-specific holidays and Oktoberfest oh, yeah. and stuff like that in the area, given the, the extensive German population there. Do you guys bring any of your beers or do tastings or anything like that at those kinds of events to do some outreach? Yeah, so we actually have our own Oktoberfest, um, which is currently scheduled for the first weekend in October, and hopefully we're able to have it um, with COVID and everything, Um, but we call it Stubborn Fest, and it is a huge party, so we actually, we're located on Main Street in Waterloo, Illinois, so we actually shut down Main Street, Um, we bring in a stage, we bring in national act bands, Um, we have a bubble bus for the kids to play, we have German food, so we have a huge Oktoberfest celebration at our brewery. Um, there are other su- Oktoberfest in the area that we will participate in as well. And a lot of them, Chris and I just go to for fun. Yeah. So we don't necessarily pour our beer, but we get to go and just enjoy it, which is always nice. So I have to ask, what date does this typically happen on? It is the first weekend in October. He's so I got, think it's October 2nd and 3rd. He's got his calendar. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I have over right now. Uh, if, it, if it happens, uh, I will be in touch with you because I will be down there. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Absolutely. It is. It's fun. Our Scottish Rite, which is a, an appending body of Freemasonry, they always do an Oktoberfest, which mm-hmm. they bring in all kinds of beers and stuff. Uh, that would be cool if, if the Masonic Lodge out there. I'll yell at Brian. I'll tell him. But, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. Just uh, send us a letter of invitation or something, Brian. Um, So let's get into the different styles of beer that you make. Uh, Like, what are the different? I know. Again, Joe. George is going to need a yeah. He's going to need a little bit of an education on what the different German varieties are. Oktoberfest Kolsch, like this is. uh, Give us and our listeners could probably um, stand to be educated in that realm as well. So on top of that. Joe always loves making the point that he at Voracious Brewery has a has beer, a named beer freaking named after him called Joe Normus. Mm-hmm. We've heard oh, that nice. times. Yeah. So, and the other question I was going to ask is, do you guys have name specific beers that you guys choose? And if so, what are they? What are they all about? Yeah, so back to the style part. Um, so basically, and caveat, I, Chris and I have never been to Germany. So we're like the people that own a German brewery that have never been to Germany. Um, it just hasn't worked out for us, but hopefully in the future we'll make it there. Um, but so in Germany, each different style, like if you go to Cologne, you will be drinking a Kolsch. Like that's the style of beer, which is a light, crisp, refreshing beer. That's the style of beer that you would drink in Cologne. If you go to Dusseldorf in Germany, you will be drinking an alt beer, um, which is a malty, darker, amber-colored beer. Um, it's really good. And so each of these different areas of Germany have their own different styles of beers. Right. And how so would you compare have, them? How would you compare them to? Like, um, uh, how do I explain it? Um, like you were saying, the first one is like a light type of beer. Yeah. What would you compare that to as in like an American beer? Like if you Oof, were to. That's getting into dangerous territory. There. I know, right? Because it's completely different. <laughs> but Germans are going to yell at you. No, I know. Um, but no, I'm, I'm trying to compare it because, like, for me, 
I, I don't do the IPAs and the dark beers and everything, so I, yeah, that's why I'm asking. A, you're like, a domestic beer guy. I'm more of a domestic beer guy, so I'm, I like my Yingling. I like my, my Bud Light. Corona is the only one that I... But it's got to be with a lime, because otherwise it tastes like Chihuahua piss. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but, like, what would you compare, like, the one, the, the cologne beer to, if you were? So, like, the, the Kolsch is the style of beer. And so our name for that beer is Fountain Creek Kolsch. Um, there's a creek that runs in Waterloo, and it's called Fountain Creek, and everyone knows it. So we just kind of named a beer after it, and it, like, runs well together, like Fountain Creek Kolsch. Um, and so that's a really light, crisp, refreshing beer. Um, so for people that come into our bar and they're used to drinking like Bud Light or Miller Light, we would recommend that Kolsch because that is one of the lighter styles that we offer. Um, and it's really easy drinking. It's low ABV. So we really try to have something for everyone here. Um, and then all of our names for the beers and everything like that try to have like local roots and local ties so people can recognize them that way. So your amber, I don't know if uh, Yingling would be a proper comparison for an amber or for an alt beer, but um, am I in the right wheelhouse there, or is yeah. there some other yeah. popular beer that it yeah. is comparable to? And then, um, so our, our Oktoberfest, um, we call it Stubborn Fest, which is also the name of our giant Oktoberfest party that we have in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but our Stubborn Fest beer is really malty, it's amber color. Um, it's del- it's a glass of deliciousness, um, and yeah, that's probably our flagship beer is our Stubborn Fest, which is our Oktoberfest. But our best selling beer would be the Fountain Creek Kolsch. Okay, and Oktoberfest is a little bit darker of a beer. You probably are familiar with Sam Adams Oktoberfest yes. mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. you know a mudry, so that's what it would. It's it's a better version of that. <laughs> I'm doing my best to like do inter- you know like uh, to, to translate everything over here in Joe's absence. I hope I'm doing all right. And I'm actually I have to admit, Tammy, I'm kind of glad that Joe's not here because uh, he would just lord his knowledge over you. No, no. What Joe would do is he would be taking pot shots at me left and oh, right. That too. Yeah. Again, my last name is Mudry. Yeah. I'm Austrian, which is. Close, kind of in the area of Germany. Area of Germany. Yeah. I'm stubborn, yeah. so he would be just be taking just smart ass comment after smart ass comment. And yeah, you so. don't know anything about German beer, which is I don't. Yeah, yeah. it would be a slugfest. Yeah, maybe he won't show bad. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else? Uh, what other kinds of beers do you guys have? That's so you've named. You've got three of them. Um, do you have uh, multiple like? Um, like ones that range from like the real heavy and I'll be honest, I'm not a Guinness guy. I don't like the heavy type of stouts stout heavy. Do you guys have those types or we do. Um so Chris is my husband, he's the brewer there. Um he's also really into barrel aged beers. So we will get an empty bourbon barrel that's been freshly dumped and he'll put a really heavy stout in it. And then we'll age it for usually about nine months or so, and then we'll carbonate it and tap that, and then that'll go on sale. So we actually have lots of different bourbon barrel aged beers available. Um, some that are really good. He had so he's going with the German theme, like the German desserts. So we have like a black forest cake stout that's barrel aged. Mm. Um, we also do a German chocolate cake stout that's barrel aged. Um, so he adds all these different flavors of what kind of the German desserts would be and puts it in a beer. 
So, um, yeah, he likes to be really creative like that. We also have, like you mentioned, IPAs. That's something really um, popular. So we'll do IPAs. We'll do hazy IPAs. um, Lots of pale ales as well. Um, Like I said, we have about 16 different beers. So it's everything from light to the really dark stouts. That's I don't know that last one. I'm not a I'm not a dark type beer, but that sounded really oh, good. I love a good barrel aged stout, man. That sounded yeah, really those good. Are good beers. Um, I do like my bourbon, so I can't. Yeah. Um. Oh, so uh, another question for you. Um. When, uh, obviously. The bigger you'd like, you'd like every every business likes to get bigger and better and improve and everything. Um, and, and again, I'm I'm kind of asking and comparing to what I've seen to other breweries. And one, again, I've said there's a brewery that's local that's gotten really big, and they've actually gotten into like hard liquor, such as oh, just, uh, distilling and stuff, distilling yeah. and everything. Is that something that you guys might be future interested in, or is that something where, like, I guess I'm asking, where do you want to go? Like, what what is your, like, uh, you're Bus- just going to stick with the beer? Business model? Uh, no. The Cupcake showed up. Oh, okay. Here we go. Jesus. I mean, he couldn't even do his hair. I did. The wind would blow it. <laughs> Tammy, this is Joe. Say hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Tammy. How are you? This is our beer guy. Good. Mr. Beer. <laughs> Sorry, I had some car issues. That's okay. But I'm here now. Got mental issues, too. Everything okay? <laughs> Why is my uh, Why mic is stand look? limp? That's not all. Anyway. <laughs> um... So uh, we, we were just kind of going over and uh, Tammy, I'm sorry. Uh, my last question, was, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, it's um, where are you guys looking to go? Are you looking to expand, get bigger? Um, are you looking to get into distilling, like heavier stuff? or? Yeah, so we are actually really happy where we are now. Um, and the building that we're in, the Masonic Lodge, when we rented the first floor in the basement, we knew like there was not going to be a lot of room for, or any room for expansion because right. we are literally in this building. Like this is, right. this is it. We can't get any bigger because of space constraints or whatever. And we kind of like that because then we don't feel the pressure that we have to expand and we can really just stay focused and like hone in on what we do and keep our tap room taps flowing. And if we can distribute to some accounts, our beer, like some, if we can distribute to bars, um, a handful of those, then like we're really happy where we are. Um, so yeah, I don't think we'll ever get into distilling or anything like that. My husband is really into bourbon. Um, we, yeah, we have almost 200 bottles of bourbon for sale at our bar, like, that we have. Um, so, you know, we're kind of dabbling into the bourbon world right now, which is fun, just reselling it. We don't make it or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's it. We're just happy where we are. So that's what we're focused on. So that leads me to ask you, are you, uh, are you guys planning on doing any... Burble, uh, bourbon barrel-aged uh, beers down the line. We just covered that. We're oh, did you? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. They have some barrel-aged yeah. stouts. I'm sorry. I was arguing with the dealership. That's right. <laughs> I'll get into that later. I do have a question, though, uh, from uh, Greg, uh, worship brother Greg Schultz. He asked, do you guys make mead? We do not. We would actually need a different liquor license in Illinois to do that. So yeah, we just do beer. Yeah, so that's more like a, a wine. 
Seriously? Which, are you guys getting that feedback when I talk? Uh, yes, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Tammy, do you have us? Uh, do you, are you? If you're, are you watching on YouTube? No. No. Oh, we're getting a little bit of feedback. That's right. It's, it's, it's just from the speaker. It's yes. the mic on on that side. It's the ghost okay. machine. So no worries. It's fine. Um, so what I miss? Fill me in on uh, some of the topics so I can spread the uh, joy of my beer knowledge. So she. Uh, Tammy had basically said that they make their beers based on the locations of uh, different areas in Germany, like Cologne and I'm sorry, the other, well, I don't know what the other Kolschen, Cologne, yeah. and Kolschen, Cologne. Yeah, like Dusseldorf, um, we get the alt beer that's from that region, so. So how, how, how beer nerdy can I get on this conversation? <laughs> get beer nerdy all you want. <laughs> Well, because, so, my two favorite styles of beer, my, my absolute favorite style would be the Belgians, you know, your triples, your quads, <clears throat> but after that, the German style, all the different lagers, um, you, you know, your box, your doppelbox, that's, that's really what's in my wheelhouse, and when you mentioned the, the, that you brew a Kolsch, you know, that gets me a little excited, because that is a very difficult style to make, and not a lot of people make it, because they just don't know how, and they don't no, they just don't want to put in the effort to learn. They also get all their ingredients direct from Germany. That's perfect. I mean, for a lot of this, the the malts and the uh, the yeast that you're using, mostly the malts, um, it's got to be. You got to get those from Germany because that's that's the motherland. That's where yeah. you, you need that stuff. And Tammy, if you see me laughing, it's not that I'm laughing at anything going on here. I, I am reading the comments, and uh, another longtime listener of the podcast, Joseph Schultz, says. A license smells of communism. Oh, to do the mead piece. Uh-oh. Yeah, we also uh, are admiring some of the different names of beers that you had, and uh-huh. uh, the Metallica-themed Blitzkrieg, and then your uh, Schwartz beer that was the. Yeah, tell Schwartz me about the Metallica you. one. I want to hear about this one. What's that all about? Well, my husband was a metalhead in high school back in our younger days, and he absolutely loved Metallica. Um, so yeah, we have a, our IPA is called Blitzkrieg IPA, and it's meant to stand for like an attack on your tongue with the hops, because with an IPA, it's really hoppy, um, so it's kind of like an attack on your tongue. Um, yeah, and then we also do May the Schwartz Be With You, which is a fun one. Yeah, nice. um, That's... Yeah, not Metallica, but still funny. It's a great movie, though. You're hitting a lot of the things I love. I love German beer, I love Metallica, and I love Star Wars, and Spaceballs is somewhat Star Wars related, so we're good. I could definitely relate with that balls. uh, With that uh, (laughs) that balls. (laughs) I could definitely relate to that beer. May the Schwartz be with you. Because in the movie Spaceballs, as I was trying to say, Uh, I am also surrounded by assholes. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was that, that was, was good. That yeah, was good. Right? It took a while to took a while. Yeah, yeah, the well. payoff I, wasn't I, worth the I, I, I know. I failed on the, the first juice one, wasn't but. worth the squeeze on that one. <laughs> um, but the Schwartz beer that's actually a black lager, correct? Yep, it's a dark German lager. Um, yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that about lagers because. Chris loves to brew lagers, and we sell a lot of lagers um, just over the bar and to the small accounts that we distribute to. And one of the reasons I think is that they're so good is that they are just so difficult to make. Like they are probably one of the hardest beer styles to make is a lager, um, and not everyone does them because 
they are hard and they take a lot of time and you can't drink them right away. Like they have to sit there and, you know, lager basically just hang around until they get better. Um, and there's so, yeah, not much, they're really difficult to make. And there's not much air, room for error on the, um, the temperature side of things. I know it's got to be, if it's off by like more than two degrees, your batch is done. Really? Like it's, lagers can be very, very finicky like Touchy, that. Yeah. And uh, from what I've heard, I've never brewed one, but uh, from what I've heard, the Kolsch is, is really, really finicky like that. Which yeah. is why people are, any anybody go make an IPA. I'm so sick of the IPA thing right now. I'm over it. I like my German mm. beers, my dark beers, my I'm Belgians. kind of an IPA snob. Um, You'll grow see, up. See, Tammy, I, I told know, you I he was a beer up. nerd. You'll grow up eventually. <laughs> yeah, someday I hope to be as big as you, Joe. <laughs> so here's my opinion on IPAs. I feel like people have heard of IPAs. And they're easy to remember, and so we get so many people that come in, and they're just not craft beer people, which is fine, but they order IPAs because they've heard people talk about IPAs in the craft beer world. Mm -hmm. So then they come in, and they try the IPA, and then they don't like it because it is. I mean, it's a distinct taste that you have to really enjoy is that hoppy and that bitter taste. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, oh, no, now, you, now they think that they don't like craft beer when that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, they do like craft beer, they just don't like IPAs, but that's all that they know to order is an IPA. Yeah, especially those West Coast style IPAs, they can get really, really bitter, uh, which is not my thing. I don't know if you guys make a, a New England style IPA, like the hazy, little more of a what we affectionately call a juice bomb, um, <laughs> where it's like, it's. I always uh, kind of compared it to a beer mimosa kind of deal. Mm. Right? That's kind of what yeah. some of them taste like. Um, but yeah, those those Western style IPAs are not. No, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, so you have uh, two. Uh, well, first a uh, a comment and then a question, and this is from uh, uh, Worship Brother Greg Schultz says uh, our family is from North Germany and we are Pilsner drinkers. As mm. a pills. bite, mm. I, I don't know what the hell a Pilsner drink. You don't know what a Pilsner is? No, I know what a freaking Yingling is, and I know what a Bud Light is, and Yingling I know it goes in lager. my belly and it's delicious. I have no idea what a Pilsner is. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tammy, but a Pilsner is like a light lager. It tends to be a little lighter, a little crisper. Everybody's looking at me like I'm like I'm like I'm psycho or something. Yeah, like, well, oh, I'm better at drinking. Soul. I'm better at drinking them than you were talking about hard liquor. That's me all day long. I'm basically a pirate incarnate because of all the rum that I drink. But bless your heart, you only know Bud um, Light. And then uh, the question is uh, from Worship Brother Greg Schultz: Why a separate license for mead because of the honey? Question mark. I don't think it's because of the honey. I think it has to do with the higher alcohol percentage that it is. Um, it's kind of along the same lines as wine, um, where it's a higher ABV. So yeah, in Illinois, you we are only licensed to brew beer. So we can't do any meads, we can't do ciders, we can't do wine, and we can't do um, any distilled spirits either. That's the same thing here. Right? If you're uh, doing wine or you know, obviously distilled spirits and stuff like that, it's a different class of license that you need here. Right. But. And uh, Mrs. Susan Kappas asks, um, "What is your flagship beer?" She asked if it, she said, uh, "Sorry, it's been if, if, if it's been co covered already." But what is your flagship beer? I would definitely say our Oktoberfest, which we call Stubborn Fest, is definitely our flagship beer. Chris is really proud, and I'm really proud to hang our hat on that one. 
Um, he's like perfected the recipe over probably 14 years by now. Um, so it is delicious. Um, and he, you know, we had a customer in the other day um, that asked, oh, how old is this Stubborn Fest that I'm drinking? And it's like, and it was a couple months old. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. I'm like, no, you want that beer to be a couple months old. Like, it's just going to get better with age. Like, you know, you, you don't want it fresh off of the tank. You want it to be old so all the flavors can really, you know, be right where they're supposed to be. Well, I mean, some people, it, it probably comes back to the fact that a lot of people are used to IPAs as far as craft beer is concerned, right? right. Because IPAs, you always want to drink fresh. As fresh as possible. Letting those age is a bad thing because of oh, the, really? you know, skunky and nasty and nobody Can't, wants to drink it. I don't know any of this shit. Yeah. Um, so I've got a question on your um, Stubborn Fest. Like, yeah. Because there's a few different styles that I've seen people call Oktoberfest. Sometimes it's just a, a, a harvest ale type of thing. Sometimes it's actually a fest-style beer, and traditionally, I believe they're done as Marzins. Which yeah. uh, which style do you use for your stubborn fest? Marzin. That's oh, I gotta get out there. I'm starting. <laughs> already put it in the calendar. I'm starting yeah. to GoFundMe. We're already going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and again, I apologize if I'm laughing, but I'll tell you right now, one of you two guys is taking over the next podcast because I can't, I can't sit here uh, and, and watch the comments. I can't watch these comments. <laughs> I can't keep it together. Um, just ignore them. Uh, but uh, you have uh, Worship Brother uh, Greg Schultz ask, uh, lager is longer brewed? Question mark. So a lager is brewed at fermented at different temperatures and it uses a different yeast um, and then it's also stored longer um, before it is served so yeah so it it doesn't take longer to brew it it takes the same amount of time but once it starts fermenting and everything like that that all takes longer than an ale interesting um, and Joe uh, Joseph Schultz also asked the same question that I was going to ask, which is, uh, what is the strongest beer you make? Oh my God. Mm, good um, probably some of our barrel aged stouts. Um, we have an imperial stout right now. I think it's like ten point five percent alcohol. Perfect. That's, that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, and see, this is what I'm talking about here. Uh, oh boy, George. Uh, no, Greg Schultz writes. George is a yeast expert. That's really nice. <laughs> really nice. This is this is our listeners right here, Tammy. Sorry, this is what this is what they do. Um, Have you covered uh, Joe Normus? Yes, yeah. we did. No, as a okay. matter of fact, we did. We did. We said we had a, you had a beer named after you called Joe Normus. Originally, it was Joe Mama, but we found out that they uh, mm-hmm. they couldn't can it with the Joe Mama name because uh, somebody else had taken it. So we uh, kind of decided we were going to change it to Joe Normus. It's a it's a really nice uh, Russian Imperial Stout with espresso beans. So nice. we wanted to work in with the name Joe, something coffee related. So it's uh, a really nice. Russian Imperial and highly alcoholic. High. Oh, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I think it's right. It's pretty close to eleven, if I remember correctly. Jesus. Uh, what 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 is roughly your uh, alcohol content, Tammy? Uh, between the beers, each one of them. Um, I mean, they kind of go all the way. For um, four point five is our lowest that we have. Um, our IPA comes in right at like five point eight or five point nine, I think. Um, but most of our beers are right around the five to five and a half range because we want them easy drinking where, you know, you come up and order another and you can still safely get home. So, 
or as the beer snobs would say, crushable. 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 Yeah, yeah that's what a big term. That that's what these, it these hipster beer snobs yeah, say. It's, it's lower ABV, so you can drink the crushable. Them. Yeah, the crushable. You can drink them quicker, and you don't have yeah, to worry yeah. about getting smashed and calling yeah. an Uber. You can crush them. You can drink them shit fast. I've ever it's, heard it's, of. it's this hipster. It's this whole yeah. IPA movement that Ken's a part of. <laughs> just because I drink two roads and it says crushable on like every case. And I think we established I mean, your, we think we established you're a millennial, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, on so the cusp. Ken, yeah. hipster Ken. Somebody work on some artwork on that. Memes. <laughs> hipster Ken, please. Oh god. So uh next I have a question for you. Um you you said you, you do local kind of uh distribution, you're bottling things or, or excuse me, canning things. Oh God, uh, I can't. Yeah, just comments. ignore. I can't. I have to stop looking at the comments. It's hard because I'm also looking at Tammy too. Like she's so Tammy. What's the farthest that you I distribute can't. your beer to? That's what I was out of state. Do you get? By any chance, do you get as far as Ohio? Because I'm going to be or there. Or Connecticut. In a few weeks. Or Connecticut. Yeah, but if they go to Ohio, I'm going to be there. I don't care about you. Can I'll you bring some back. Can she put it in the liquor store right down the road? I'm good friends with the guy. Can you let her answer the questions that are bickering with me? Okay. Thanks. Go ahead, Tammy. <laughs> So we are only licensed, again, we're very small, um, so we're only licensed to distribute our beer in Illinois, and the farthest account we have is probably 15 minutes away from our brewery. So it's very, it's all in Waterloo, our town that we are in, um, or the surrounding towns. That's okay, I got, I got people out there. So, so walk me through this. You actually have to have a license to distribute out of state? Well, not a separate license, really, um, but you do have to register, um, and so we just aren't registered in any other states besides Illinois. Wow. I did not know that. Well, I mean, she also said that she wants to keep, like, they, they put a constraint on themselves to keep their operations small so that their right. batches are small so that they can focus on quality and stuff like that and not have so to ba- scale out. So, so basically what you're saying is we have to drag our asses out there to Yes, go we have to physically go to their brewery, well, we could, George. I know I you don't want to go. Out there too. No, I, I have no problem going. I'm also We're not going to have to get some get back, tickets, so. brother. I'll drive halfway. I'll drive to Cleveland, and then you guys, one of you guys drives the rest of the way. Oh, can do. I'll like. I got nice legs. I'll just thumb out. I'm not calling an Uber. So that's not happening. So I'll just hit you. No, we're just going to swap we'll drivers swap back drivers. and forth. That's all. We're not going to. Yeah. We'll take the same car. I'll drive halfway. Cleveland's about halfway. And then you guys drive four hours each and we're there. All right. That's fine. And then we get drunk. Again, I'm not quarantining. Well, well like no. A, actually, like I will quarantine when I come home yeah, with all of their alcohol that I'm going to bring home with me across state borders and get trashed for two weeks. Well, I was going to say, if we've got to quarantine for two weeks, we've got to stock up. That's true. we got to stock up. And or we just go up to the Masonic Lodge and claim sanctuary. Yeah, we and we're that. good. That's true. Sanctuary! <laughs> Grab the old ram on. So, uh, Tammy, quite, uh, I guess uh, last question for you. Um, oh, God. I forgot the hell I was going to ask now. That happens a lot. Oh, God. Uh, uh, what is your actual operating status right now with all this COVID stuff? Again, every state's different. Um, so, where are you guys at right now? Are you able to have people in inside the tap room? Are you not able to? 
Yeah, so in, um, we're in Southern Illinois, so we are allowed to have our tap room open, um, and we have all of our tables are spaced over six feet apart, um, so that definitely did cut down on some seating um, that we have, and then we removed some bar stools from the bar, so that removed some seating. We do have a front patio in the front of our building under the lodge, um, so that's really nice. That can fit some people. Um, so we are open uh, for our, during our normal hours. Um, the only thing is, like, it's not that busy because people still aren't really ready to come out yet um, and be around others and socialize. So it's it's still a little sluggish at the brewery for sure. Sounds like a perfect place for a podcast meetup. Yeah. Fine by me because I'll be honest, like. Right I'm centrally located. I'm over the shit completely. Like I'm ready to go out and just do whatever. So we, we left now. We could be there tomorrow morning before they open. It's I true. have to work tomorrow. Ah, calling sick. I can't call in sick because I used all my time for COVID. Otherwise, I would. Uh, you never had COVID. The, okay, I didn't have COVID. I used it for. You just didn't want to work. Childcare for. Oh, okay. Don't be a <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, guys. Welcome to the night. Don't want anybody to get any ideas. Like, no, George did not. Have so I've got a, I've got no, a different question since I know you can't uh, distribute the, the beer to Connecticut and we can't get uh, any of that out here. Do you have like a, a merch shop that some of our uh, that we or our listeners might be able to go to and perhaps purchase a Blitzkrieg Metallica like T-shirt or, oh, yes. or something along those lines? Um, so we are working on getting an online store up and going, but it's not quite ready yet. So, okay. no, I'm sorry. Not right now. That's okay. Please let us know uh, when that is I open. And we'll, we'll post it up on our uh, podcast page. And uh, and I will buy a shirt and I will hang it right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. We'll put it right up uh, on, on the back. Oh. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, again, uh, before we let you go, we'll just ask uh, where can... They, where can you know anybody who's in the local area uh, come find you? What is like your address and and all that? Yeah, so we are located in Waterloo, Illinois. It's 30 minutes south of St. Louis, um, and we are actually on Main Street in Waterloo, right at the courthouse square. If you are driving down Main Street, you can't miss us. So we're right next to the courthouse. It's a very Waterloo is a really small and unique and quaint town. So it's a really cute town if you're in it. St. Louis area, you should definitely check it out. Cool. Tammy, do you have uh, a website or anything? Like that? Brothers. Yeah, so we're really active on Facebook. It's under Stubborn German Brewing Company. Um, and we also, our website is stubborngermanbrewing.com. Um, we're also on Instagram and Snapchat and all that fun stuff. So Very cool. Very cool. All right, Tammy. Uh, so we're going to let you go. And uh, I want to thank you for, for coming on and being part of this uh, shit show that we call the podcast. And, and for uh, the education. And for the education, because I don't know anything about beer. I know I buy it, and it costs money. <laughs> I know you drink all mine. That, too. Oh, yeah? What are you drinking over there? <laughs> I don't drink your beer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink your beer, because you usually get the stuff that uh, is like the heavy stuff that the I don't stuff. like. So, but anyway, anyway, Tammy, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, it's it's so been much. a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, have thanks, a good Tammy. Be well. Thank you. Best. Me of too. Bye. Bye. And we had that was let fun. Miss Tammy, go. Um, I learned some things today, you guys. 
And what'd you learn? Well, let's do, wait, let's do a little... <laughs> what'd you learn today? You know, I didn't know that Kolsch was a difficult beer to brew. I just kind of thought that it wasn't like a I could think of a C style, word to so call people, Joe. It's, it's actually, it starts with a K, George. Uh, K-O-L... S-C-H. I'll use I it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I I, didn't, I just thought it wasn't like a popular style unless you were, you know, in like, like them in a market where there's a lot of German influence and people were like, oh, well, you know, you know, create a Kolsch or whatever. I didn't think it was a difficult beer to brew. It's, I didn't think lagers were either. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah, that's why, that's one of the reasons why you see the, the IPA is really taking off because I'm not going to say that anybody can make them because I know I I could make a crappy one, but right, I can't make it with that quality. But on the scale of difficulty, like you're talking like a, a pirouette versus a triple lindy. Okay. When it comes to the uh, the difficulty level, there, you guys, that analogy doesn't work on me. But you I, know what a pirouette is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So you know what a triple lindy is? You never no. saw is back like to a school? ballet move. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's back to school. Rodney Dangerfield bouncing off the three. Uh, pirouette. I, I know one is more. A pirouette is a little spin. Boom. Spin. Yeah. But the Triple Indy is a famous dive. HR confirmed. From uh, back to school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, somebody look up Triple Indy. You'll At any it. rate, that's what I learned. But, uh, yeah, the, the German styles are very difficult uh, to make, more so than the IPAs. But they're Don't just, the door. just as delicious to enjoy. Don't look at the door. You're freaking me out here. Just we'll as delicious. Draw on the door and just start shooting random shit. Um, God, here we go. Your listeners are all alcoholics and understand beer. That's Greg not Schultz. true. That's nice. That's Real just nice. the host. Oh, uh, who also wrote, George can be Napoleon in Waterloo. He is short enough. You know, Tammy nice. was just saying about how well-behaved and gentlemanly, like, the Masons in her area are. However, and, like, however, else in the country. hold on, stand by. With Worship Brother Greg Schultz writing that, that is exactly how I will walk into Waterloo dressed as Napoleon. If we go, yeah. No, if we okay. go, I, I like will it. do it. I, I like will it. absolutely 1,000% do and it. Ken and I could be redcoats. You just yeah, have to exactly. ask all these yeah. governors to let off there. all these bullshit regulations so we can no, go they, down there. They can't stop the car, man. They can't, can't stop, stop the, can't stop we the can car. We could drive out there. We're dri- I already have a plan for when I for two weeks. Only if they know you went. Only if they know you. Well. We're talking to the world right now, Joe. We're talking to like yeah. we're talking to like eighteen people right now. How many are watching on YouTube? They're gonna know uh, we will. They're gonna know. Um, Not until after we, we get follow. Back. It'll be a covert operation. Joe can be your horse. <laughs> I could be the what? The Freemasons podcast complies with all local laws and rules and regulations, uh, and these are not the opinions of any Grand Lodge. <laughs> Worship other kind of body <laughs> or lodge of Freemasons. <laughs> uh, Joe can be your horse. FMP gets Jesus a discount Christ. code at the rehab center. <laughs> a coupon code? Does he mean mule? <laughs> He's saying you could be my horse or horse's ass. Oh, oh, like you're riding me? Is that where he's going? I thought he was like, wanted me to be a mule and stuff beer up my ass and bring it back. Like, uh, like they do with drugs. You know, I, I think it's just the high temperatures that are making. Those are called coyotes. What the hell no, are you coyotes talking about? Bring no, people. coyotes bring people. Mules are the, bring yeah, drugs. Yeah, the people transporter. Mules are the people uh, who transport. We'll clarify this with Brother R. No, that's that's we'll what it clarify is. Clarify with the Oh my God! You don't need to clarify. It is what it is. Yeah. No, we both know. Well, clearly with Jim Delvaney on Discord, which you can read about uh, for as little as three dollars a month, you too can be a member of Patreon, which gives you exclusive access to Patreon content. 
Discord, which includes a text chat, a audio chat, and a video chat, which I don't know that we've used yet. But it is available if you want to actually see our beautiful faces when you, tr- when you talk to us. It's been used. In addition to that, has it been used for good or evil? <laughs> In addition to that, you will receive, allegedly, a gold tone Freemasons podcast pin. That uh, apparently if you live in St. Louis, you would have already gotten yours. But if you live two towns over, like Jim Devaney, you still don't have it. Um, okay. Anyway. I've actually went through my entire list, okay? And did you check it twice? I did check it twice, like freaking Santa Claus. In, right? your, in your defense, you know, ordering anything off the internet that isn't from Amazon tell you, takes forever. So in I, my head, I totally get hold that Hold on. Happening. I've actually mailed these damn things yeah. to Nashua, New Hampshire, yep. which would be... Uh, Andy Lane. Yeah. So I know in my head that I have sent these things, and why the hell they're not getting them, I don't know. Either they were incorrect postage, Zuckerberg. incorrect packaging. No, because they would have fired it back to me. And I made me, no, and they made me send it back, and I had to send it out in freaking bubble paper packages. Okay, that's why. I popped mine in. That's package. why you packaged it incorrectly, and they no. sent it back to you. Not for I nothing. Went to I the sent, post um, office, and oh. they told me what to package it in. Oh, okay. So I mean, by well, the way, also it takes longer for stuff to get from point A to point B right now. Just saying, with the COVID thing, it does. But okay. all I'm going to say I is, I sent it out two freaking months ago. All I'm okay, going to say well, is, I must have a superior package because I sent mine to Bill Powell in a regular envelope, and it got there in two days. I mean, we knew that, so. My package is superior. Anyway, background on what the hell is saying. If you were originally talking about Jim Del... Not Jim Delvaney. Jim Delvaney? No. Was it not Jim Delvaney? Now I've got the ABBA song Waterloo stuck in my head. I can't remember what the hell... Anybody remember the ABBA song Waterloo? Hold on. Stand by. I'm trying to think of what the hell I was talking about. I'll find it while you're... I don't know. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of what the hell I was saying before. Uh, an argument. Um, it wasn't anything of Discord? Was it on Discord? It was on Discord. It was an argument between me and somebody else. Bloomy? It wasn't Bloomy. Was it Bloomy? So it's usually you and Bloomy. Uh, was it musical and lit up by me and Danny Collins again? <laughs> Bill Powell? <laughs> I know. You were saying Bill Powell was the one who... Uh, oh, I've converted. Who received my superior package. Yeah, no. He, w- he was the one who uh, brought the uh, this whole story to light that triggered these past two episodes. That's what you were talking about. No, no, I don't know this one. I take my headphones off too. We're about to get muted by the. We're uh, about to get rockoed. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we call. I'm not going to say that you guys get muted no, anymore. Come on, that's You'll not get nice. rockoed. That's DMCA not nice. Violation. You can't rocko me. I can rock you. You can't rocko me. We, uh, <laughs> we were doing. You rockoed oh. me. That's not nice. See, we were. It's catchy. Hello. Uh, Hello. I didn't rocko you. Uh, he only rockoed me. <laughs> I can't hear myself. So. And suddenly I feel lightheaded all of a sudden. Hello. Uh, I've been rockoed. Hello. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, Tammy writes in, Stubborn German Brewing Company, Waterloo, Illinois. Thanks for listening. It was fun, Tammy. I'm glad you had fun. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm sorry I missed the beginning part. I can go on my tirade if you want to hear me get angry before. Uh, after we thank you. broke you. up the trifecta of trouble. Oh, my God. I was, Hello. Can I do, do? Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. Hear myself. Nobody okay. cares. All right. Hello. Shut up. Cares. All right. No, go ahead. Uh, no, forget. I want to hear it. No, screw you. No, I want to hear it. Anybody hear it? I want to. I want to hear it. And so does interrupting. So call. it started. No. <laughs> it started this morning. Or it started. I, I made my appointment online with my Hello. dealership for my car. It needed its ninety thousand mile service, which was already going to. 
I knew it was going to cost me at least a thousand bucks on. to start. Yeah, yeah. you're on. Hello. There you go. Oh, all right. I must have hit the button when I was trying to mute Joe. Go ahead. So I, I make my uh, appointment online and ask me what I'd like the shuttle service for a ride home. And I said, sure. That's why I don't have to bother anybody to give me a ride home at 745 in the morning because that's when I like to drop off my car early in the morning. First in, uh, first out, usually. Mm-hmm. So I get to the dealer mm-hmm. and... They're like, oh, I see you signed up for the shuttle service. And I said, yes, I did. They're like, well, we can't do that because of the pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, Fooled you're telling me you. now? So did you have to pump up your rebox? No, I, I had to make a phone call to a really angry person who's just fucking angry all the time and ask for a ride home. Rafferty? No, I won't, I won't say her <laughs> name. Um, you know, my dealership was actually driving out and picking up your car. Right. And, driving and they were offering that for a while. And then driving right. back. Yeah, it was free. Exactly. Yeah, and it was a brother who so dropped my home. car off. So if you were in a full-on bio suit, they wouldn't have picked you up. I, it was, the service was not available. Cars are dirty. So I'm like, all right. Slightly annoyed, but I'm an easygoing guy. Did it make you Not want to a lot of crap in the freaking No, but it makes me it made me miss an hour. It made me want to do an upper decker. But it <laughs> That's fine. All right. That's but fine. I missed like I was late for work for an hour, even though I log in at home. I was expecting to drop it off, get a ride home, boom, done. So you were late an hour to get to your own house. Yeah. It's yeah. still important, man. He's on company time. Sure. Um I'm not one of these union guys. <laughs> Oof. So then they call me and say the car's gonna be ready at three o'clock. Okay. So now I'm missing more work. I leave my house at 2.30 to get there around 3, pick up my car, and it, it, I don't need the, the big service, but they're like, oh, you need front brakes, you need new rotors, you need new spark plugs, blah, blah, blah. New rotors? To the tune of 1500 bucks. Okay. That car is not that old. You do realize uh, that. Uh, 2012. You do realize yeah, that your, your good friend is a mechanic, right? Or was a mechanic before it was a truck driver, right? But I get. You want George? You drop fifteen hundred dollars on brakes and rotors because I have to because in order to honor the hundred fifty thousand mile warranty, I have to have oh, to work on it. Oh, that's it. how they get you. Yeah, I have a hundred fifty thousand mile powertrain warranty, but if I have the service done somewhere else, um, I think actually in Connecticut, I believe there are you laws that say you can do it here. You get receipts for the parts and everything, and make sure that it's obvious that like a mechanic did the work or somebody who knows what they're doing. And then your warranty is still sound. I Only think if you use OEM right? parts, though. Oh, you have to use OEM parts? Yes. So. Or you could just do like I do. George doesn't know what that is. Well, but I'm at 90,000 miles. So right I still want 60,000 right, miles on the warranty. Right before the warranty, crash that shit into a tree, report it stolen. I have, I'm, I, That's on Masonic. I'm kidding. I would never do well, that. And now I have to report you as an insurance lake, person. I have to lake, report you. Yes. Oh, is that like a <laughs> mandatory reporter? Is that like how? Yeah. <laughs> really? If somebody, yeah. if somebody says that, you have to report I call 311 and Flo comes to your house and gives you a whooping. <laughs> That's awesome. But so then I go back and pick up the car. She's going to catch me on the flow. I get it home. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go to the gym, go to the podcast. Good. Good night. Mm-hmm. Driving to the gym, as soon as I hit the brakes, wheels shut, wheels shimmying. Oh, so they screwed it up, too. So, long story short, well, I call them. No, it was the, um, the rotor, the brand new rotor that they replaced was warped. And the guy oh. never took it on the highway to, t- to brake test. Oh, so he McKinney drove never it. did a test drive. Correct. Well, he did it around the parking lot. No, he never okay. tested the uh, the that new rotor either to see to whether or not. Right, so I was there till six o'clock, where they finally put me in a loaner car and said, "Okay, we're gonna have to put a new rotor on. Go on your way." And that's why I was late. Um, 
So I'm like still kind of pissed, but it sounds like as of right now I'm getting the entire brick uh, brick service for free. Fall They're gonna free. refund me. Yeah, wow. but it's free. like. This should be a separate episode. Which like, is the only reason I'm not mentioning the dealership's Joe's name woes right Episode now, number 139. My service manager is actually Fresh, doing a really whatever. good job taking care of this. And he's going to give me 500 bucks. So, um, you seem very upset today. Sweet deal. I'm, I, was, I don't get pissed at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Neither do I. I don't get pissed at a lot of things. I don't get pissed at a lot of things. I, I tend to not lose my shit. But like the simplest thing... If things build up and there's finally that one slightest little thing, it could send me into a freaking tirade. Too many upset Cars are usually a good reason to lose your shit. I was upset today, too. Why were you upset? I was upset because I was driving to uh, Niantic, Connecticut, to which there is a correctional facility there. Yes. And as for anybody who lives in Connecticut knows that they're trying to do low security. Yeah, it's mostly white collar crime. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Uh, There's a, there's uh, resident or visitation? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, there there is a, a a there's a prison that I pass by, and for anybody who lives in Connecticut, knows that they're trying to pass the police law, which they want to add um, correctional officers to the. Defund the. Oh, police. so we're going to defund cor- correctional officers yes, now? Yes, that is something that they want to do. Oh, that's but just a hold great on. idea. So, this is what upset me. Uh, the truck that I'm using at work is actually an old truck, and it doesn't oh, have. Oh, did you break down in that section that says don't stop for hitchhikers? No, no, no. no. I, broke down, I broke down a while ago, but you. <laughs> so, the, the old truck that I have has the old, like, train horn, okay. pull the string. Yeah, air horn. Yeah. It's not, and it's, like, super stupid loud. So, as I'm driving by this prison, there's a bunch of protesters there. But I didn't realize that they were protesting until I had already passed by. I said, oh, that's fine, because I'm going to offload my stuff at the Niantic store. And then when I drive back, I'm going to yank the air horn as loud as I can and deafen every single one of them. I was so excited. Look. Quiet. I was so <laughs> semantics. I was so excited about this that as I'm driving down the road, I get there and they're gone when I get back, and that upset me for the rest of the day. Oh, I would have been more upset if you're like, yeah, 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 and you go to hit the horn, and it's like, <laughs> no, this this train yeah. horn is very loud in the top. Of the like, all right, here we go, here we go. Meep meep. No, but I, I literally had my hand <laughs> on the cable, right? This thing's from like the 1980s, so I literally have my hand on the cable, driving to the road, coming up over the hill, and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I'm like a little child, like ready to just... <laughs> like a little child? And deafen every single protester on the left-hand side. And by the time I got there, they were gone. That upset me. I can understand why. Because I'm an angry little dwarf. That's what it is. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> well, I can understand why George would be upset. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not if I put myself in his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I right, which I don't think. And as for me you being. Have to, you chop off your toes to fit uh, in his shoes. I think shoes, like probably. two of his feet can fit in my shoes. What size? What are you, like a five and a half? These are 13. I'm an 11. You're not an 11. I most certainly Shut am. Up. Or is your foot like sliding back and forth and no. there? Do you have like newspaper crunched up in the toes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like hand-me-down shoes, like I got from my brother when I was a kid. And Mom's like, "You'll grow into these." Yeah. Being in the company vehicle is um, just a matter of semantics. My joy comes over any type of company thing. Wouldn't you want your employees to be happy? That would have made me happy. No, I have employees, and that I don't really would- care about their happiness. <laughs> 
See, the and you call me the angry one. one. You call me the mean one. You want to be happy? Go join softball league or something. Go go bowling. <laughs> wow, you guys are really angry. Like, I I'm not angry. I'm angry like, that I, I was not able make to... Make sure that they're enjoying life. I was angry that I wasn't able to make other people angry by deafening them. A which happy in employee. Turn, it, listen, it's called the transfer it's of energy. Employee. It's called the transfer of energy. If you wake up, stub your toe, kick the table, it hurts, right? You're pissed off because you stubbed your toe. Now, if I just happen to be driving down the road and I just happen to just quickly swerve at somebody and piss them off real quick, now I'm laughing because they're upset and I'm in a better mood. Transfer of energy. It's a circle. Because it's all about me. Um, this is my happiness. What do we say? You make you it sound it like a physics principle. But it is a it's physics not. principle. It's just a messed up way to go through life. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I've taken physics finger. classes and I've taken psychology classes. I'm pretty sure you're psychotic, bro. <laughs> At any rate, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's shut it down. Let's shut it down. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, for the Freemasons podcast, I'm Right Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. And Worship Brother Ken signing off. Konnichiwa, bitches. Hmm.